Capital Market Insights from ICMA. Hello, I am Rory Ewing and I will talk about the PRIPS advice given to the European Commission by the three European supervisory authorities, the ESAs. On 29 April, the ESAs published their advice on the review of the PRIPS regime. This follows the ESAs October 2021 call for evidence and ICMA's related response. The ESAs generally encouraged a broad review of the PRIPS framework and advised on a range of specific aspects. These notably covered 1. Product scope 2. Investor scope, including the made available concept 3. Kid presentation 4. Kid purpose 5. Kid content as well as 6. Regulator jurisdiction Whilst ICMA focuses on retail bond markets, ICMA's main priority is that official steps taken in this respect do not disrupt the institutional bond markets that have been reliably financing Europe's economy. It is thus product and investor scope and related regulator interpretational jurisdiction that are of most interest. So first, in terms of product scope, the ESA's recommended that scope not be extended, but rather be more specific. The ESA's proposed their October 2019 supervisory statement as a starting point in this respect, albeit emphasising make-hold clauses should not per se cause a bond to fall into scope, and also suggesting development of a significantly longer non-exhaustive list of products that are in or out of scope. Such a granular approach to guidance can cause extended debate about individual product features and can also be more challenging to future-proof, e.g. regarding SLBs. And ICMA had proposed an alternative conceptual approach. Nonetheless, effective adoption by the Commission of the ESA's advice will still provide some helpful clarity and be consequently welcomed by industry. The ESAs also recommended clarity regarding PRIPs issued by non-financial services companies and that PRIPs exemptions align to the current prospectus regulation, PR, regime, the latter being a welcome move towards coherence between the PRIPs and PR regimes. Second, in terms of investor scope, including the made available concept, the ESAs recommended clarification, though ICMA had previously noted stakeholders were broadly comfortable with this concept. The ESA has noted four possible options. One, the UK FCA's recent approach of retail restrictions combined with a high minimum denomination, but which ICMA had previously expressed concern about in terms of regulatory incoherence and potentially worsening rather than alleviating scope uncertainty. Two, PR alignment, which ICMA had previously noted as a helpful measure. Three, focusing on securities that are not actively marketed e.g. when the subscription period has closed, but which seems to ignore subsequent secondary trading. And four, referencing securities being sold rather than made available, which does not seem particularly meaningful. The ESA suggested as a minimum that manufacturers publish a kid before any person can advise on or sell the relevant product to retail investors in the EU. But this does not seem to clarify who is primarily responsible if there are sales or advice in the absence of a kid. Rather, there should be a prohibition on advising or selling PRIPs unless the manufacturer has published a kid. 
The East has noted no kid might be required where documentation is clear that the PRIP is solely addressed to professional investors or where a PRIP is designed so that its target market excludes retail investors. It is worth noting that the target market concept arises in the context of the MIFID product governance regime that is separate and distinct from the PRIPS regime. Third, in terms of KID presentation, the ESA has notably noted that the KID is too long and detailed and that the KID should distinctly focus on a subset of information variously described as most essential, vital and crucial. It has always been unclear how key information differed from the long-established concept of material information. And adding further concepts seems likely to add more uncertainty. Fourth, in terms of KID purpose, the ESA has noted, inter alia, a KID objective is to be a concise summary document that might sit above more detailed pre-contractual disclosure such as a prospectus. This is a welcome step towards clarifying the KID's historic unclear purpose. The ESAs also recommended that comprehensibility should have priority over comparability, with direct comparability as named between products that are substitutable, but acknowledging how challenging it is to use disclosure as a regulatory tool to protect consumers. It remains unclear whether the ESAs recommendation would, in practice, account sufficiently for bonds or whether it is even intended to, with industry continuing its focus on clear exclusion from scope, as I previously noted. Fifth, in terms of KID content, the ESA suggested, inter alia, some discretion for manufacturers to adjust the strict application of certain requirements, but it is, but it is unclear whether bond issuers would be comfortable exercising such a discretion. The ESA has also suggested performance measures might be more product-specific and that the KID cover sustainable investment objectives in line with the Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation, SFDR, though it is unclear how this would apply to bonds. Sixth, in terms of regulator jurisdiction, the ESA has suggested clarification of home and host regulator responsibilities, noting home as where the PRIPS manufacturer is established. The PRIPS regime has so far seemed to lack clear single regulator jurisdiction over individual PRIPS. Issuers have thus likely assumed that any or all of the 27 EU member state regulators given PRIPS responsibility at the national level may have concurrent jurisdiction, a compounding complication to the interpretational ambiguities around the PRIPS regime. And aside from being clear, jurisdiction should ideally be exclusive since bond issuers are not necessarily regulated financial institutions, or even EEA-based, an approach might be for manufacturers publishing a KID to have some element of flexibility for their KID to nominate their EEA home regulator, with jurisdiction over the KID's adequacy. To conclude, even with a broad review of the PRIPS regime, Incompatibility with the flow bond market seems likely to endure given the detailed challenges involved. Bond industry focus thus seems likely to continue to be around clear exclusion from PRIPS regime scope. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. For more ICMA podcasts and further information on capital markets, please visit our website icmagroup.org.